0: We work with busy professionals on a one-to-one basis for 6 or 12 months using the latest science and technology. And Body Shop also work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance, and position well-being as a competitive advantage. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to the Move the Guesswork podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Spencer, and this is part two of my awesome interview with Anna Humphreys. So if you're just tuning in, you haven't heard part one, jump back a week, download the first episode, have a listen to that, and then come back to this one. And if you're returning, we carry on the conversation, basically, talking about all kinds of things, you know, the benefits of nature, being alone, how we've lost our connections with meaningful work, meaningful values, with nature, with ourselves almost, in this drive to acquire more stuff and things and... We carry on the conversation, which I really, really enjoyed, as you can probably tell from listening to this. So enjoy this episode. As always, if you've got any feedback, let us know. And of course, share the episode with anyone you think needs to hear this. That's probably the greatest compliment you can pay us. That's it from me. I'll be back to you next week. In the meantime, enjoy part two of my episode with Anna Humphreys. Cover off the the story about the talk you went to as well.
1: Right, okay. Yeah, so I, I can't actually remember... I will find out the name, but I went to see, it wasn't me that actually booked it, it was my sister. And she said, come and see this inspirational lady. And it was all about weight loss. And I thought, you know what? This is is prime example of what humans can be like. And I am definitely, or definitely was one of these people. And I thought, great, I'm gonna pay 25, 30 quid, whatever it was to go and find out what I've gotta do to lose weight. Someone's gonna tell me I'm gonna pay 25 pounds, I'm gonna lose five stone and that's it, sorted. I'll pay 50 quid if that was to be. And I sat there for two hours, right, in this auditorium, hundreds of people in Birmingham. And I listened to this lady's story of how she'd put on lots of weight and she felt depressed and she was going down, downward spiraling and she's getting into a bit of anxiety, depression. And, and I felt like, I get her, I'm, I'm, I'm there, I was, I'm experienced on all of this. And in a minute, she's going to tell me what I've got to do and I'm going to lose five stone just like that we got to the end and she said, okay, here's the secret. This is it. You've you've been waiting for this answer and this is what you've got to do to lose the weight. Eat less and move more. Hmm. And I was deflated, completely deflated. (laughs) And I felt like I knew that. I know I've got to do that. But hold on, I paid you to do it for me. That was exactly the time, I think I was 24, that I realized nobody can do this for me. Like no matter how much I pay somebody else, I can't do that. I have to do this myself. And I realized that, it is going to take dedication. It is going to take months, potentially years. It is going to take physical challenge. And, and I was really unfit and I was, I was lazy. I'd had a very uncomfortable year of trying to figure out who I was. The year beforehand, trying to figure out where I needed to get to. I wasn't working in the right place mentally nor physically. And I was in a relationship and I got comfortable in that relationship. So I'd almost forgotten that I need to take care of myself, and my own pride, mm-hmm. and just lost who I was completely. And then I did something after that talk, I actually went to receive some support, some counseling to help me with my anxiety at the time. So I was having anxiety attacks. I felt like I was trapped in my body. I felt like my skin was too big. And if I got into a sleeping bag on my scout camp, I would, in the middle of the night, just panic. I'd have to unzip myself and just move because I felt so big my skin was touching either side of the sleeping bag mm. sleeping bags meant to be meant baggy you're meant to be able to move around and I just couldn't and I panicked and, and that was the onset that was when I knew something wasn't right in my brain so I spoke I spoke to people and I went and got help I knew I knew I had to and I received a lot of help from doctors and, and nurses and and it was like a reset button in my mind and I felt like I oh, got it I figured this out and I knew I had to do something to myself I had to take my own personal Whatever it was, I had to be responsible. I knew I had to do this. So I took a photograph of myself at the age of two. I found this photograph in my mom and dad's loft. And I, I actually climbed up the local hills to me, Malvern Hills, on my own. And I just went to nature. And I, and I genuinely believe everyone goes to nature when you feel like this. And, hmm. and I took the two-year-old photograph of myself up to the top of the hill. And I sat there. And I told everything. I told this little me everything I was feeling you know, I'm disappointed, I've let you down, and I've told, I was telling myself this, and my little two-year-old self, and I was looking at her thinking, this isn't the person that I should be, like, when I was two, look how gorgeous I was, look how amazing I was, look how much happiness I'd have brought to people, and I'm valuable in this world, and I need to, I need to prove this to myself, not to anybody else, and only I can do this, and I was saying to myself, look Anna, little Anna, come on, you've got to do this, I'm gonna help you, and what I learned was that I was living, like, two separate people. There was Anna in my past, who I was when I was little. And there's Anna today. And it wasn't the same person. Mm. And I was talking to her like she was another person until about six or eight weeks later. And I realized I've got to connect to this this person and, and realize it's me. And I started to then talk to this photo of I in first person, look how I am doing. You know, I am going to do this. I'm going to do this. Da, 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 da. And so I did, and I checked, and I cried my eyes out on that hill, and it felt so good to cry. And it was like a release of this negative energy that I'd been carrying because, you know, I'd, I'd got myself into a dark. I'd got myself out of the hole, and I needed to get myself out of it. And it was realization that I accepted I'd done something that I wasn't happy with. I also accepted that I've got to do something to get out of that place. So from then, I actually downloaded the Couch to 5 K app which I'd never thought about doing. I used to be super fit. I was, you know, size eight, skinny little eight when I was a teenager. And, uh, you know, I say I was fit. I could run. You know, I used to win all the sports events and everything, physically fit on my bike, climbing, everything. And then these these years of 24, 25, I was, I couldn't run. I couldn't even run 30 seconds down the road. So that's where I lost myself and Hmm. and disconnected. But I knew I had to reconnect and come back to who I am with this photograph and it helped me. And I did this couch to 5K and it took, I think it was nine weeks. And I remember running the first week, it was something like 30 seconds and then a two-minute walk. You just to run 30 seconds and walk for two minutes and another 30 seconds or whatever it was. And I remember I was counting the seconds. It was painful. I thought, geez, how am I ever going to get to 5K in nine hmm. weeks? This is just not going to happen. And on the ninth week, on the third day, the Quran, 30-something minutes, 37 minutes or something, five kilometers without stopping. And I was like, wow. And I I did something as well between that. I never weighed myself once. I just made a secret swear to myself, don't weigh yourself. Don't just look at the scales and assume that whatever's on the scales is, is what you are. Because I also tried to educate myself on nutrition because this lady said you know eat less move more and I thought well I'm always on the go you know I'm always been doing things in my life and I've come to this point where I've I've not been doing things and I'm, I'm quite living a sedentary life I've on all this weight and I am eating a lot but I like my food so how can I eat less and move more when I'm going to be moving more but probably actually I need to eat more because I need the energy so I had to try and figure that bit out as well so I did get confused I did you know I smashed out the 5k And I did lose weight. I didn't tread on those scales, but I knew I lost weight because my trousers were baggier. And that felt good. Whatever those scales, you know, I didn't want to see the numbers. I just wanted to feel it. Mm. And it felt good. And I kept my running going. I do, you know, two or three 5Ks a week. Since then, I still do that six years on. And And I started racing. I went into races not to compete other than to myself, you know, just to get over the finish line. And I still do that, you know, every month I have a 5 or 10K race. And I just want to get a medal to say, to say to my mini self and say, look at look at what we've achieved, you know, look, I've done it. I've, I've done five k, whatever, and realised what I've done. How long it's taken me. It's not a race against people. I've never really felt the need to become first in a race with others. I want to become first in my life, as myself. You know, I want mm. Anna to, get to the finish line. It doesn't matter whether she beats John, Joe, or Mike. I just want to get over that finish line. Mm. So that was a big turning point. But coming on to the, the nutritional side of it, a lot of people said, "Oh, did you did you join?" a diet program or did you you know did you just stop eating chocolate and the truth is no I didn't do any of that I actually just decided because I realized when I was in school there wasn't enough I personally don't think there was enough on nutrition on highlighting kids and the understanding of the importance of food so I actually got my new nutritional the sentence that i actually read was from the boss's book bergel's book and he he said in his book you know the human body is like a car and it's like the car engine and if we put the wrong fuel into the car's engine it won't go anywhere else it will sputter it will spit and it will just eventually come to a stall and you won't be able to move but if you put the right fuel into it you can go fast you can get quick and be efficient and you'll move And that that did something in my brain again. It was like another switch. And I thought, okay, so food isn't a pleasure. It's nothing that we should be sat here enjoying. But yet we do. And society, maybe, you know, we have these coffee shops, we have cakes, and it's great for socializing. But the reality is, is that we don't need any of it. Like, we just need fuel to be alive completely. We just need energy to burn what we are doing equivalent. So, you know, if we're gonna run a marathon, we're gonna need to eat loads and loads of food to make sure we've got the energy to push out the marathon. The issue is when I was eating probably the same amount of food for a marathon, I just didn't run it. (laughs) So (laughs) I just got lots and lots of weight. So I started to research a little bit, not not heavily, I just, you know, I could never get into, as I say, I'd never get into academic studies and, you know, reading is one thing, but podcasts is what I listen to and I was listening to some podcasts and I was trying to educate myself around food whilst I'm driving to a job to the mountains and I was listening and I thought, do you know what, it's right, I just need to give myself enough energy for what I'm going to use it for and it needs to be the right energy sugar has nothing good in it and that was a huge huge change in my in my diet I didn't know that I never thought that sugar was that bad for you you know I was in school I used to eat sweets the teachers never said to me stop eating sweets because they're bad everyone eats sweets and because of that I just thought oh, it's fine keep eating sweets no one's ever really told me not to parents say you can rot your teeth but you know it's just a, a kind of general rule and until I got to an adult and I realized, actually, why am I getting fat? Okay, I have stopped and I have eaten more. But what am I eating? And I used to eat takeaways. I used to eat pizza. I used to eat chocolate. I used to eat crisps. I used to eat snack loads of crisps, alcohol, Coke, everything that I now look back and I say, sugar, a you. And I thought, well, how, how am I going to change the way I eat? I've done this for 25, 26 years of my life. I'm never going to be able to start a diet. I can't do diets. And I tried, I I promise, I tried. I tried all the different diets, um, Slim World Weight Watchers. I tried everything. And they lasted for probably a month or two. And then I I just felt like I was restricted. Mm. I wanted to eat what, Yeah, I wanted to feel myself I needed more energy. But then there was that kind of crash of, well, if I eat more, I'm going to get fat. So it was like a, I just couldn't figure it out. And then I I actually had a chat with my twin sister, who, same as she, was fit. And she had 4% body fat, which is, you know, incredible. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's very low.
1: Same as an athlete. And I asked massively low, and I was like, how are you so fit? And I actually came to her house that day, and she'd done a handstand or cartwheel in the garden. And I I remember saying in my head to myself, and I said, I wish I was as young as her, because I'd love to be able to do a cartwheel. (laughs) And I was like, hold on a minute, I'm the same age as her. I should be able to do a cartwheel, irrelevant of age, it's my fitness. And then I spoke to her and I said, How, and this is what I eat. It was not people just looking at the way that we should eat as humans. And, it, it, and it's basically anything that grows up bound, grows on a tree, or is fresh that you can go and pick or pull from earth. Mm. But anything that a machine, a factory, a processing, something rather. you know, it's wrapped in plastic and been cooked previously and da-da-da-da-da then that's not okay for you. And it made sense. And I was like, well, yeah, because we're humans, we should be eating, you know, we're we're living mammals and that's living food. It made sense. Why have I not done this before? So that was it. I turned myself into this, you know, nature-loving person. And I thought, I live the outdoors. I climb in the outdoors. I thrive off the outdoors. And now I'm going to eat from the outdoors. Mm. So everything I eat, even now this is six or seven years on, everything I eat, and there is a rule... I will do my 80 to 20 rule, which is also in Bear's book. 80% is good food. is pure, raw material. It's it's things that you can physically go and grab from the one that I absolutely love. Eggs, mm. meat, vegetables, seeds, peanuts, anything that's completely raw, I'll eat. Yeah, 20% rule is those times that makes us human. And I think it's because when I say that, like it's human in the 21st century, is that we have had these extra things that our taste buds have acquired. And, and I think we do like, we call them treats, but they're not, but they do taste nice and we are humans and I can never move away from the odd glass of, of a beer or you know I like Guinness, the strange taste buds but I love Guinness and I'll have one of those maybe in a month and or I might have that chocolate bar if I'm on the side of the mountain I just need a boost of energy and it does help me for that reason but I don't do it because it's tasty because I need to just sit there and thrive off this you know, sedentary lifestyle, and just enjoy the taste of Guinness every night, and and I'll have a beer. it. I do it because actually, once in a blue moon is great, and and you and you actually embrace the taste. And mm. reading on Guinness is actually really good for the bowels. You know, reading on the chocolate is actually good for a quick burst of energy to get you off the hill. So everything now I take in, there's a purpose behind it, and that was yeah. a that was a big switch. I realised that actually, food is not. That we should just sit and think about and enjoying something like, you know, it is actually a need to survive.
0: Yeah. I and mean, that's an incredible story. Thanks for sharing that. And well done as well. I mean, people, obviously listeners can't see you, but you're fit, lean, strong. So you've massively transformed where you were a few years ago. I want to just touch before we, we finish up in the next five, six minutes on, you've obviously seen a lot of the, the world, certainly a lot of countryside, I, I'm guessing specifically in the UK a lot. What are some of the most beautiful inspiring places you've been to? And what do you get out of, because you tend to be alone when you do stuff. Am I right? Out of work? What do you get from yeah. being alone? There's a couple of questions in there, I know. Yeah, no, I get it. And it's it's an interesting one. I don't think I've ever been asked about the alone stuff.
1: The, the true answer of being alone, I don't know why I enjoy being alone. That's the truth. You know, if, if I could have 10 people sat there with me, I'd enjoy it just as, as equally as being on my own. I think there is something about being alone on the mountains or in the forest. You just feel like you are at one with nature. And there's nobody else around me. There's nobody that's going to talk to me there's no interruptions and that's not because I don't like people. I love people. I love humanity. I love sharing the world with people, but just every so often it's just nice to break away from the busy lifestyle of cities and towns and get away from people. And that's not, again, it's not because I don't like people. Just try it, you know, step out into the into outside the comfort. And just, I, I read this once and uh, it, it said, you know, all these life, like being on my own is to teach to be on my own. Mm. And I don't want to get that point unprepared. You know, I'm a scout, be prepared. So I like the idea of having these lessons and, and teachings so that I can try to understand what it's going to be like, but do it now whilst I've got the opportunity to do it comfortably, safely within my own choices and my own control. And if ever it came, I've been there and done that. You know, I've got a teach, I know what to do and I will feel okay about it. And it does, if you go and sit, I climbed kind up of driven the other day in, in Snowdonia, Talking about what places you like, Snowdonia is one of my favorite places in the UK. Right. And I feel connected. There is like a magnetic feeling that I'm pulled into ma- mountains, seem to be the thing. And I tell you for why when I'm on the top of a mountain, I'm above all the problems on the planet, physically and mentally. I'm above all the problems on the planet. Mm. I've raised myself above everything. I can see everything below me. I've got myself to a high point. I've put all the energy in, I've hit the pinnacle, which is the top. And now I'm looking down on what I've come from and I'm like, wow, it's a busy life down there. You know, and I'm sat here at peace with myself thinking, this is amazing. You know, I've put all this energy and I've been sweating, maybe swearing halfway up the mountain, but I've got to the top and I'm sitting here by myself. Look at me in the middle of nowhere, nobody around in sight. Something happened to me. Wow, it's scary. I feel alive, Mm. but I'm okay and I'm safe, I'm control, and everything is below me. And if I need to see it, I can see it. I, I can, eyes are everywhere. And that, I just love that feeling. I get, get, get back down the mountain, I'll probably walk into somebody's house that I know, I'm going to see them for a nice cup of coffee. I love, love coffee and tea, and that's my 20%. And we chat, and I share the stories, and hopefully inspire somebody else to go and do the same. But, yeah, I do, I, there's not many places I don't I, – I, I guess cities are places I'd never really go into either. Right I, you know, I love supporting local businesses and I, I, don't, I get the idea of business, I run my own but for me, I just can't, Four Walls is just not the place I always want to be and, you know, shopping, shopping centres, no, completely not. <laughs> no. Um, and I think of the same but, you know, I yeah. just the stereotype of this woman as I go back to in my childhood, you know, going shopping and getting shoes and, and men just as equally, I'm not that person and, you know, I love my outdoor gear. No, I can't walk in, into a shop and just choosing what I want. I know what I want, I'll get it and I'm gone. And I'm on my adventure. Outside of the UK, I love beaches, I love mountains, I love, I just love anything with with wilderness. A couple of favorite spots, uh, Canada. I think Canada's absolutely amazing. I took this there last year, in fact, for a couple of weeks and we, we did one week survival on an island and then one week traveling around and seeing all these tourist places and for them to explore the city. You know, I've been I've been out to a lot of places in, in Europe. I've been to Africa. I've been to Morocco. Morocco is an incredible place. Um, I think it's beautiful. It's hot. It's completely different to the UK. I've recently, there I've been out to China a few mm. times. I've been out to China, and there's nothing like our culture. And I love seeing different cultures because you realise this life that we live in the UK is is just one of many. And yeah. that helps me with understanding that we don't all have to conform to society as they say. Because what is society? When you go over to China, it's completely different again. So there's no norm. And that that's what's encouraged me to in scouting and, and everything else that I do in my life and being with Bear and on, on his adventures and being an instructor. You know, I'm taking on the kids side of it. And I feel like the reason why I'm I'm heavily kind of trying to influence and inspire children is because I believe that we should be the person that our childhood wanted when we were them. Mm. And if I could go and help those kids and be what they need, then hopefully, hopefully I'm going to save them from worrying about being something that they shouldn't be, being something that someone else has told them to be. You know, bullies, the haters, the people that push you to do the wrong. The conformists. No, you do what your heart, your soul, exactly. Exactly you do what you feel inside of you and you go and follow your dream and physically follow your dream mm. you know society is is just a name that's put on a, a, a country or government that says you must conform to this but Actually, if, if they want to go out and they want to go and swim in the ocean and they just want to connect with nature, you go. You go and be a mermaid or whatever it is you want to go and do. You know, you go and travel the world. If you want to be a businessman and run a bank and learn um, whatever you want to do, but just don't conform to everyone else's opinions. Do your own thing and do what you feel inside your soul is for you. And that is pure happiness. And, yeah. and as I said earlier, that is your responsibility. And I feel like I'm here to,
0: to make sure they know that, to teach yeah. them that. Love it. I can't think of a better role model for young people, but particularly young girls, but both. Mm. Brilliant. Well, I mean, that went super quick. So Anna, thank you very much for that. Your Facebook link is at MyMountainGirl, Twitter forward slash MyMountainGirl, Instagram Anna.Humphreys.Adventure. Website is MyMountainGirl.co.uk. But just tell me briefly what the business is about. So
1: Mountain Girl, Mountain Girl is me and you know some people think that it's to do with mountain girls in general and and great I want to kind of reach out to those people as well but generally it's about this person I've just spoken about the girl who was completely different to other girls when, when I was growing up and I felt a little bit lost and I'm trying to make sure people are aware that it's okay to do this tomboy, whatever you want to call it, which I don't like that phrase. Yeah, I hate
0: the word, yeah. To
1: be the different kid in the classroom, you know. That you, yeah, absolutely. Okay, look at the toys when you're a kid. The army man figure, you know. Every boy had one, but there wasn't one for a girl. There wasn't an army girl figure. And what was if a girl wants to join in? Less or more. It's just, you know, mountain girl is to for people like mountain girl. Like I would have thought it would have been a boy or a man or, or a male in the area because the mountains is dominated by men. Probably it is. probably that's the way it is, fine, but you can also be a girl. And for me, that's what I'm trying to prove to people that, hey, look, women are doing it too. You know, mm. and I'm not pushing it in to do it, but making them aware that it can be
0: that person and yeah. it's okay to be. Cool. So you, what do you do as part of the business? Do you do you do guides, guided expeditions?
1: I wear many caps. <laughs> I'm a bit of a, you know, playful adult. I like to say I'm never really grown up, ever growing up is meant to be. So I, I do a little bit of everything. I change my caps from guiding people one-to-one, teaching people, navigate, adults or children, navigation, and trying to encourage them to, to understand map reading obviously I'm sponsored and, and I'm, I support massively Ordinance survey the mapping system as a get outside champion I'm all for trying to get many people hundreds if not thousands of people outside even if it's just a local walk to the nearby church or whatever it is just mm. get them outside safely I'd run Duke Edinburgh programs I provide the DAV award to both Kids in schools or kids that maybe don't have the opportunity. So I've got my own charity as well alongside of that. I try and get more kids outside and enjoying the outdoors at a younger age so that they realise the benefits from, the, from youth now. And when they get older, they remember that. And then international trips as well, soon to be taking people out to Kilimanjaro, Everest Base Camp and getting people out to see the wonders of the world, but maybe they feel like, maybe there's women out there that might feel like women on these trips. I mean, you, Leanne came to the Bear or and, and I think we both share that feeling in common that, okay, maybe that's the way it is because that's just the uptake that we have, I get that, but is it actually something to do with that? We as females aren't highlighting to other females that we're here, you know, and I feel like we're the voices that need to kind mm. of be, going, yeah, yeah, we're shouting, we're here, guys. I'm not pushing, but don't forget, it's not just the men as well. There yeah. are women. And they're making it okay. So I do a mixture of stuff. For Aircraft, but the mountain girl, but for me it's more to do with enjoying the mountains and taking people out to nature safely, taking them to the tops and doing, as I say, sitting on the top and just kind of best realising what is actually real and, and mm. bringing them back to earth, grounding them and they're not all just about sick. It. it comes back to that.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate your time. I would encourage people to check out your website, check out your social media links. In the show notes, I'll also link to the episode I did about Bear Grills, which went out a couple of two, three weeks ago from when this will go out. Other than that, Anna, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much, Leanne. It's been lovely. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotperformance.com and click on Take the Test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.